0: Love is precious and priceless. The expression that there isn't anything I wouldn't do for love was demonstrated completely by Jesus. Because of his love for us, Jesus gave his life for us. His love for us prompted him to give. He didn't just give a little, he gave everything. What are you willing to give for those you love? What are you willing to give back to Jesus for the love he has given and continues to give to you? Now, salvation doesn't require anything on our part aside from believing in Jesus. But loving him will prompt us to give, give of ourselves, give to others, and to sacrificially give. In fact, our love for Jesus will cause us to give up things like selfish living, our wants and desires, our free will, our pride, and our harbored sins. Yes, Jesus gave because he loved us. We give because we love him. Jesus loves you. You are loved.
1: We all are familiar with the verse John 3:16. We all understand that, we hear it, we know it. Most of us can quote it. But I think sometimes we forget about how important the meaning of it is even beyond the fact that we get our salvation through Jesus, who died on the cross for us and who died for everyone. You see, he demonstrates on the cross love. He buys our salvation, but he also shows us what it means to really, truly, earnestly love someone. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. God loved us so much he gave his son. His son Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life. And when I begin to really look at what that means when we realize that when we are called a Christian, it means that we are to be Christ-like. And it was a sobering thought to me to look at my own life and begin to see where I needed to fortify my love for others. When I began to look at how I demonstrated love, Now, I am not in any way insinuating that any of us are going to give our life for someone else. We certainly couldn't give our lives and they'd be saved. But I believe that many of you who are parents are probably very well versed in the thoughts of if something was coming to hurt my child, you would get between that and your child and you would give everything you had to keep your child from being in harm's way. I'm not a parent But I had tremendous parents. And I've seen them fight the devil for their children on their knees. I've seen them do without so that their children would have something. I've seen them agonize over how to parent and what to do best when they wanted to step in and keep their child from harm, but knew that the best thing was to let them go through this so they would learn a lesson that would help them in years to come. I've seen love in action. I've demonstrated love to others by being there when they needed me, by praying for them when they asked me, by encouraging them as they're going along their way. But when I began to look at this scripture and realize what it meant to say Jesus loves me, it changed me. We sing the song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. We live in a world where we know that God is sparing us daily and that he's blessing us abundantly. But do we really understand that because he loved us, he gave? See, loving Jesus may require something of you. If we want to demonstrate our love to Jesus, we can't buy our salvation. We can't work our way into heaven. But James will tell me, show me my works and I will show you my salvation. See, when I show you my dedication to the Lord, when I show you my love for God, it's going to involve me doing something because love is an action. Love is not passive. The entire book in Corinthians in chapter 13 explains to us all the things that love is, and I promise you none of it is passive. Love requires us to give something. Many times love requires us to give of ourselves. For some people it's easy to give money. And in fact, they can get so caught up in giving money that they never give of themselves. Money is fine when people need help that that can acquire. But sometimes people just need your time. Sometimes people just need your presence. Sometimes people need you to roll up your sleeves and get in there with them and help them, to work with them. Maybe something as simple as helping them move. But love is going to require us to give of ourselves, something of ourselves. Love requires us to give up our love of self. Now, it's okay to be happy with who you are in Jesus, to love the gifts and the talents that he's given you. But you can't be all about me and serve him. See, serving Christ requires that you have a selfless life, a life that is focused on others, a life that is focused on showing the world who Jesus is, of giving the love of God to others. It's about putting others first. When I was a kid in vacation Bible school many years ago, there was a theme and they would explain that to the children, and I was one of them. And one of the themes for that Vacation Bible School was called joy. And if you wanted joy, the recipe was to have Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. That acronym has often helped me to understand how I need to live my life. See, if I put Jesus first, he will clearly put others Next, he will give me assignments that I can be his hands extended or his feet. He will give me skill sets that I can use to be a blessing to someone else. He will give me an opportunity to assist others in feeling the love of God. See, loving Jesus many times requires us to submit ourselves in obedience It says, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. That means you are willing to let Jesus be first. You are willing to lift him high so that others could be drawn unto him. It means that you are willing to attribute to him the blessings that he gives you to attribute to him the amazing things that you can do through the grace of God that works in you, that allows you to have achievements and success. They are not yours. They are his, for his glory. And loving the Lord will require that you give credit where credit is due. Loving God will also require you to have a life of service. He saved you not to sit in the pew and watch. He saved you to be actively involved in his work. He didn't save you for the kingdom to occupy a seat at the last supper. He didn't save you just so you could attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. He saved you so that you could bring others into the kingdom, so that you could bring others to the marriage supper of the Lamb, that you would invite others to live a life that is filled with Christ, that is not only good for fire insurance, but is good for now, is one that gives you joy and peace and comfort and confidence in knowing that there's a God that loves you, who is enabling you, who is providing for you. There is a God that cares about you. There is a heaven and there is a hell, and Jesus is the Way to heaven, He is the way, the truth and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by him. In John 14:6, we hear that. Do you really believe that there's a heaven and hell? If you really believe that those people around you who do not believe in Jesus are going to go to a real hell, I promise you, you're gonna do something to try to get them to understand who he is, to try to get them to accept him as savior, to try to spend eternity with them in heaven so that they don't spend eternity in hell. If you aren't witnessing in some way Whether it be a kind gesture, an invitation to a church event, helping them and attributing them, letting them know who you attribute your success to, who you attribute your blessings to, letting them know who you pray to, telling them you're praying for them. If you're not doing that, then you truly can't believe there's a hell or you don't love them. Because to love them is to want them not to go to hell. And loving Jesus is understanding that there is a penalty to pay for sin, and those who are outside the ark of safety are not going to make it to heaven. It is a life of service that others may see him. Loving Jesus requires you to give up money. Not to buy your way in, but because he's only letting you be a bank You're just distributing as he says. But you know what? Those are things that for some of us might be kind of easy. Here's some of the tricky ones that he very well may be calling you to give up. Loving Jesus often requires us to give up pride. Because we've got to realize that it is only through the grace of God that we are who we are. And that everything we have is a gift from him that is through his grace and the blessings of God upon us. We have to give up our free will. Because we need to realize that we are sinful in nature. We need to realize that we are a carnal man and apart from God, we just can't do the right thing. All of our works are like filthy rags. But through Jesus Christ, who lives with us in the form of the Holy Spirit, we have a guidance and a comfort, and we have a teacher inside of us. And through him and through his amazing grace and enables us and equips us, we can do mighty things for the kingdom, and we can give the love of God to many people. But we have to be willing to let him have full control of our lives. We can't be selfish anymore. I talked about a selfless life. It can't be about our four and no more. It can't be about hoarding up for our family. In God, there is enough because he is enough. And you may have to sometime put your faith on the line and give as God asks give that he may give to you, poured out, pressed down, and overflowing. One of the biggies for us is we might have to give up our wants and our desires. It may be that there are things that you used to do you just can't do anymore. Perhaps it's because it's sinful and 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that old things are passed away and behold all things are become new. Maybe it's a stumbling block to someone else. Maybe it's something that would keep you from church And so you can't do it because the only time you could do it would be in a time when you should be sitting in the house of God, worshiping him with your fellow believers and brothers and sisters in Christ. Maybe it's because you haven't crucified your sinful desires. Hey, we're still living in this world, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You may not be able to manage all the temptations that are put in your path, but you can manage each and every one of them with how you respond. Every response you have to a temptation is completely under your control. And through the power and the belief and the grace of Jesus Christ and the fact that sin has no more dominion over us, you can choose to defeat that temptation and let it have no power over you. You can ask God to remove your desire for things that are not proper in your life. You can ask God to remove pride in your free will and allow you to be humble under his sight, to have a heart that is full of him and his grace. I don't know what it is that you're holding back. I know that when I got saved, I got 100% of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit indwells me, and he teaches me, and he comforts me, and he guides me. But I know that my sanctification has been a process, and it has taken a long time for Jesus to get all of me. And if the truth be told, he may still not have all of me. But I got all of him at once. And I have the ability to sanctify and have him sanctify me as I crucify my sins in my life. I don't know what you're holding back and not giving to Jesus, but I know one thing for sure. When you love him, you give. And I know another thing for sure. He is better than anything you're holding on to. And when you let go of what you're holding on to, and open up your hands. You'll be free to grab the blessings he has waiting for you. Remember, Jesus loves you. You are loved.
0: Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved.